Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser, the host. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We got a great guest, but before I get into our guests, I want to let you know you can check us out at disrupteducation.co. It's a great place to read my blog, see what's going on, connect with me there. Also, I'm a proud member of the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network. So if you head over to edupexperience.com, you can see a network of podcasters all across education talking about innovation, any type of any type of education, any level, uh, the Ed Up uh, Experience Podcast Network. We've got it covered, so it's uh, it's a great place to check that out. On today's podcast, I have a previous colleague of mine who is currently teaching uh, physical education. He's also a football coach and club sponsor, best buddies at Oak Park and River Forest High School. His name is Rashad Singletary. I got to tell you, this this guy is amazing. Um, he's part of. Uh, a PE program that is not your typical PE program. Um, there's so much more. We we dig into uh, all different kinds of things. His his learning journey, um, talking about how he actually had to learn how to swim to teach his students how to swim, um, and um, really kind of going into how physical education is also mental education. We talk about SEL, uh, social emotional learning, and. And it's very interesting through his journey and his stories that he's going to tell about how those two are very connected. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this message with Rashad Singletary on the Disrupt Education Podcast. I spoke to Precious, who is a junior in high school, and she talked about her experiences with Spike View. Almost every day. We get emails of students in our school getting accepted to different colleges, to different internships. And I feel like every school will want to see their student thrive and go to big universities and go to different um, opportunities, like different internships, apprenticeships and all that stuff. And Spike View is definitely an opportunity that teachers would take because like, it's a place where all the students can organize all their things, all their accomplishments they did in their life. And they can use this to build up their resume for college or internships, like I said before, to continue all the way into their senior year. And they really have such a big bowl of all the things they've done in one place. So when it comes to the college application process, it's all there for them. And they can just all list it down. It would just be easier. Drop me a message here on the podcast or head over to spikeview.com to learn more about this incredible platform that's helping our youth own their learning journeys. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I got my buddy Rashad here. Rashad, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, man. I appreciate you for having me. Love it. Um, So Rashad and I work together at uh, Oak Park and River Forest High School. Uh, and I have since moved on, but he's still doing some big things there. But uh, with that being said, tell us a little bit about like who you are and what you're doing these days around education, Rashad. Uh, my name is Rashad Singletary. Uh, no relation. I know I get that question a lot. Um, but I am a physical education teacher at Oak Park River Forest High School, like you said. I'm also a football coach at the high school. been coaching uh, for about 13 years now. Um, and also I run a, a co-sponsor organization called Best Buddies. Uh, which is a national organization for students uh, with intellectual and developmental disabilities, where we pair them up uh, with a buddy, uh, with a, with a peer peer friend, uh, to create some one-on-one lasting relationships. Um, uh, and I've been 
loving and teaching PE for quite a while now. I got a chance to teach elementary for a year um, coming out of college uh, after student teaching um, at Oak Park. And they uh, had a position for me, but not at the time. So they, want, they didn't, they didn't want to get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> but they, and they had to wait a year for one of our teachers to retire. And so they uh, signed me to a letter of intent to hire, which I heard had never been done before. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. However, I see that might be coming around with this teacher shortage. Yeah, so. I can see that for sure. And so, yeah, and then uh, so I taught elementary and they, they called me back, uh, which is an interesting story. I'll tell you real quick. Um, uh, I was teaching elementary school out in Aurora in District 204. Uh, and I fell in love with the kids. They, they treated me like royalty over there. And I fell in love with them. And all the meanwhile, I know I got Oak Park on the back burner, like hitting me up every once in a while. Like, hey, what's going on? You uh, coming back? You coming back? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll let you know, uh, I'll let you know. And then one uh, afternoon, they called all the non-tenured teachers into the, L- the LMC, as they call it, the library. <clears throat> and they said, I'm um, sorry we have to do this. This is a process that we go through, but we're going to riff all of our non-tenured teachers. Mm. I was like, whoa. I'm like, well, that just made that decision a whole lot easier. <laughs> I mean, at a moment after getting into the parking lot of the school, I called Oak Park, like, I'm coming back. You got me. Yeah. Uh, and I get to my current job at the time. The next day, and the principal pulls me in the office. Like, I just want to let you know you're not going anywhere. You're safe. <laughs> this is just something we have to do. I'm like, you probably should have told me that yesterday because I'm gone now. Uh, uh, so that that kind of kicked my journey off at, uh, at Oak Park and I've been loving it. Loving it since. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you are doing some amazing things and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I got to know what kind of student was Rashad and then what was your educational journey? I was athletic. I uh, played sports. I played basketball, baseball, football in high school. Um, I was actually a PE leader, which was, which is kind of funny in PE. So I was the right hand person to the PE teacher the entire time. I had a different uniform than everyone else wore. I was taking attendance. I was leading warmups. Uh, I just love to be active uh, and moving around. And so, uh, I was a national honor society. A lot of my friends were like, man, I didn't know you were smart. I mean, like, I hang around, <laughs> just hanging around, like I'm graduating in the white gown and everyone else got on red and they're like, what, what's going on here? So like, I, I stayed on my books. Um, my, my parents instilled that in me at an early age to make sure that um, I was on top of the books. That was nothing could be done unless the, the, the classroom was taken care of. And so I, I bust my butt to make sure I got everything done. I built great relationships with teachers, uh, which is something I, th- I thrive on now with my students. Because um, not every, like as far as like test taking and different things of that nature, I struggle with. Like, I just wasn't a great test taker, but I made sure my homework was done. I made sure I was polite in class. I made sure I was respectful and I made sure I did what I was supposed to do. And, and that, that got me to where I am today. And so it's something that I, it was instilled in me at an early age. And so I just pushed through and made sure that I made the most of my educational experience when I was in high school. And you've also done some uh, coaching. How'd you get into coaching? Coaching kind of like fell into my lap. I, did, I, I experimented a little bit in college, uh, just playing around with the park districts and stuff like that, trying to make some money while I'm in school. Um, I played from youth all the way up into high school, uh, had some opportunities to play in college, but uh, kind of made that immature decision. Like, I don't want to go to that school or kind of stuff like that. So I just went to Illinois State. Uh, I think we'll talk about it later, but I just went to um, Illinois State, uh, where I know they had a great education and business program. Uh, and so I'll talk about what happened there in a little bit when we get into the college a little bit. Um, you know, crazy story there. But <clears throat> I got into Oak Park with student teaching. And they said, um, our student teachers, we want them to do something else while they're in this school. And so it was the fall, it was the spring time. And saying, like, you want, you want to coach baseball? I was like, sure, let's do it. Uh, and so baseball fell into my lap. Um, and I uh, worked with a uh, few people there. And um, 
and baseball took off. And uh, we had a, a in Oak Park, baseball and wrestling are like the religion almost there. And so a uh, great position to fall into. And so I uh, coached baseball for quite a few years. And uh, Ludero was, was the football coach at the time. And he was saying, come on in and um, uh, this football program as well. And so I ended up coaching football and baseball for a while. Um, still coaching football now, but once I had my daughter, uh, the wife was like uh, one of those guys, you know, I need home a little bit more. Uh, and so I let baseball go, unfortunately, but uh, I got the chance to be a part of a state title run with uh, the baseball uh, program over there. But uh, those are things that just kind of kind of fell into my lap. They're kind of natural to me. A lot of PE teachers in schools are usually your coaches as well. Uh, and so it was really easy. Uh, for me to continue building those relationships with students inside and outside the classroom. Yeah, that was, uh, I'll tell you, I don't know if you knew, but my dad was also a baseball and a football coach for a long time. Takes a lot out. That's a lot. Those are two very long seasons. Um, and, you know, it's it's a great thing to do, but it's hard, especially with kids. Uh, I feel you there. Um, so for those who don't know, um, you know, we're both in Illinois here. So worldwide, um, you know, ISU, Illinois State, um, is one of the prime teaching schools coming out of uh, um, uh, Illinois here um, in, uh, in the United States. Um, did you always know that you wanted to be a teacher or what? Yeah, talk. Let's let's unpack those. There's a story there at ISU. What were, what were those stories? I uh, fell in love. I've always loved math. So in high school, numbers, it just came easy to me. And so I was like, that's got to be my path in, in, in life. I got to do something with math. And so talking to my counselors in high school, like telling with different classes, I'm like, what about that accounting class? What's that? I want to try that accounting class out. So I'm in class. We're doing bookkeeping. And I'm just like, this is it. I'm loving this. I, like, I thought I found this. I'm like, I just love the bookkeeping aspect. I love the math. So I'm like, I'm majoring in accounting when I get to, to into high school, into college. I'm sorry. Um, and so I majored in accounting for two years at Illinois State and was like, hmm, okay. And so I, I'll never forget my first accounting class. Everything that I have learned in high school, everything we were done with in maybe the first month or two. And I was like, after that, I'm like, um, don't think this is what I said, though. I thought this was going to be. I'm like, I'm taking all these classes. I'm fighting through them. I'm like, I don't know. This is not, do I want to sit behind the desk for the rest of my life? I'm like, this is not, not thinking this is what I do. So I made that, that tough call. My professor called me in like, don't do it. Stay, 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 stay. And I'm like, it's just not, not, not a passion of mine anymore. It's not what I thought I wanted to do. Uh, I made that phone call home. Like, mom, I think I'm going to be changing my major. She wasn't too happy about it, but she's going to support her son. So she supported me, uh, but she said, I, I better make sure I finish school. That's why was, that's all she was focused on to making sure. And so I had a, a math application in my hand and the physical education application in my hand and I thought long and hard on both of them just like sitting overnight I slept on it and uh, weighed some pros and cons out and PE was where it was because I wanted to get into some coaching as well and I was an active person I wanted to get moving around and so I went and presented that application physical education they got back to me they accepted me in and and here I am today. It was a it was a journey. It was a, a fun journey. I still talk to all of my professors like to this day. They kind of took me under their wing and and they saw something in me um, early on. And so they just they kept me going. They, they supported me. Uh, I was the only black student in my entire major, like literally my entire major. There was no other black students in the entire major. There was there was more in the, the school of kinesiology, but in the school of, of the major of physical education, teacher education, I was the only black student. So at that point, I knew I was going to stand out. And so I'm like, if I'm going to stand out, I'm going to show my ass. Like I'm going to make sure that y'all going to see the best out of me. And you're going to you're going to know 
uh, that I'm here for a reason. Not anything I get is going to be because it's earned, not because it was given to me. Uh, and I think they saw that in me a lot. And so they, they, they took me under. I was president of the club. They were t inviting me to different, uh, um, I'm sorry, um, conferences in different states and we were traveling. I was just really getting to see the, see the, dip, really the different aspects of physical education and it grew me a lot. And so I was able to bring a lot of my, my education from there back into Oak Park. And I think that's why they liked me so much that they offered me that, that position that wasn't even a position yet. <laughs> As you know, when you're good, they, they create one for you, right? Um, did you ever think about like uh, teaching outside of Illinois at all? I never did. And I was just actually talking to a friend of mine uh, recently, like I'm wishing I would have kind of experienced another state, just this living in another state, just experience what it was. Uh, but I never got that opportunity. And I kind of in this position now where I'm like, I'm kind of comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm got a family to look after, got to make sure everything is good. And so I kind of wish I would have experienced it just to see, get that, diff that, that different taste and, and kind of check that list off or that bucket off from like knowing like, okay, I did it. I'm, I'm okay here. But yeah, I never got that chance. But I have always thought about it. There's, there's still time, man. And, and depending on what kind of rules changes in our in our negotiations, you never know what can come your way, right? Um, but I don't think you're comfortable, man. I think you're doing some amazing things uh, from what I know um, and from what's out there in social media and stuff. Um, PE is, is changed um, oh so much since my days in school, I can tell you that. Um, and I did go to a small, you know, suburb, uh, rural school. Um, and we did not have the, the things that uh, are in kind of big suburban and urban schools that uh, we're a part of these days uh, here around Chicago. Um, talk to us a little bit about like what were some of what have been some of the highlights and the, and the things that you have done around PE? Because I think, you know, most people think, oh, it's just the, the sweatpants or the just just the uniforms. And, you know, everybody's just kind of walking around a track. Right. Which it's not. But talk about some of the stuff that uh, that you do, because uh, I, I know our audience doesn't all our audience doesn't know uh, about the great things that that are happening in in PE and especially what you all are doing. Yeah, it was uh, like I just always took my experience from PE where it was just a lot more sports just based. It was just all around the, your team sport type of and every once in a while some type of fitness. Uh, when I got to Oak Park and just saw like the opportunities that other people had and, and what they could do in the school, I was like in awe. Like I had never seen a rock climbing facility in a in a PE class. Like I'm like, whoa, I'm like sign me up. Let me learn how to do this. I would love to, to get this opportunity to give it to people who've never done it themselves. Uh, and I'm now I don't know if you want me to share my swim story, but you know, um, I kind of have a little rough background with swim. I, I didn't learn how to swim until I was 33 years old. I'm 36 now. I uh, almost drowned when I was a young man of uh, the age of uh, nine. And, and so I just stayed away from the water. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not swimming. I'll leave that alone. Uh, and I put my daughter in swim lessons uh, at 11 months. And, uh, and I sat there and watched her struggle. I was just like, I'm here. I am a grown man, scared to get in the water, but I'm watching my 11 month old struggle. And so I took private lessons and, uh, and I learned how to swim. I got actually lifeguard certified uh, so I can teach my classes uh, swim as well. Because when swim unit would come up in my, for my classes, I would have to change out with another teacher so they can teach my class because I couldn't be in the water. And so, I, and so I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to keep my kids. I wanted to show my black and brown students, you can do this too. Uh, and I kind of blew up recently. Um, 
as you mentioned, social media, I've kind of gave a nice little heartfelt um, uh, story to the uh, Board of Education. Uh, kind of not a dry eye in the room, actually, when I was uh, just watching and telling that same story to them uh, as I had 11, I think it was 11 or 12 black students in the class who could not swim. And, but I had eight of them who wanted to be a part of my presentation to the board because I had been teaching them and really focusing on them learning how to be comfortable and safe in the water. And they were jumping in eight feet, jumping in 12 feet, uh, just want to show that video to them. And they were just like ecstatic because we're going through all these different types of stuff with facilities at the school, but just showing like, man, I want you to see what's actually happening in the school um, outside of all the politics and what people get into. And so in PE, man, I just the, like the, the self-defense that we're doing, like we're, we're learning about how to defend your mind, how to defend your emotions, how to defend your mental and everything. When you, people hear the word self-defense, they automatically the hands up, how do, how do I fight? <laughs> right away it come up, I'm like, man, you gotta learn how to protect your mind and your emotions first before you even get to that physical. Oftentimes we can de-escalate de situations before they get physical if you know how to protect your mental. Uh, and so we spent a lot of time talking about that with my, in our sophomore curriculum, one of our strongest curriculums in, the, in our uh, profession where we're talking about sexual assault, we're talking about rape, we're talking about consent, we're talking about anger is not the only emotion that uh, guys feel. We're talking about um, just how to be a human being, how to be accepting of people, how to, even if you're not in the, the right frame of mind of, of knowing what someone else is doing, that doesn't mean you have to bully them. That doesn't mean you have to uh, get outside, you, to stay inside this, this constricted box that society is trying to put you in and what you're supposed to be as a man. Uh, and so we're learning how to navigate that and, and manipulate and get out of that situation. Uh, so you can find your authentic self. A lot of a lot of guys are putting up that guise, that front, that that image of what they're trying to be, and they don't know who they actually are. And so if you don't know who you are, how can you have an authentic relationship with someone else, uh, whether it's a friend or the significant other? It doesn't matter. Like if you start knowing who you are inside, then you can actually figure out who other people are. You can have those authentic relationships, and that's something we're talking about uh daily with our students um and how to have those healthy relationships and identifying unhealthy relationships uh in the school and so we're doing a lot of things outside of your 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 basketball your i mean we play basketball we get our flag football and our soccer and we, we we have our fitness our advanced strength training classes um our total wellness classes our food and fitness classes where students are co-opting and kind of having a classroom piece of learning the nutrition and coming back over for the fitness piece. We have some great teachers doing things with dance and doing things with yoga and just like a lot of just the entire body, the entire mental, just learning a lot about ourselves and finding where you fit in in that school and just trying to find a way to thrive. Social emotional learning was done before social emotional learning was kind of the key word. Um, yeah. Even back, you know, you know, five, six, seven, ten years ago, when when I was at Oak Park, um, it's it's such a le it's an amazing place. Uh, students, I would always ask students, "What are you doing?" And you know, PE, we would never say gym. By the way, don't ever say gym. <laughs> Gym's a dude <laughs> or a place. That's what I always said. But um, but yeah, man. Um, and it, it is amazing because this is a lead on social emotional learning. This is a lead on mindset. Um, and, and it's, it's truly amazing. And then also, you know, you may want to touch on, uh, the best buddies program. Talk a little bit about that. You've been a part of that. It's an amazing, uh, uh, move. It's, it's actually spread, but I, I would say like, it's a nationwide thing, but, um, 
Man, you guys have been doing some things, you know, to lead that too. So talk a little bit about that, that program and, and how it's changed your students' lives. I mean, this, we were just at Soldier Field this weekend, actually, for uh, the friendship walk. Like, we're, it's, like, it's such a just accepting and inclusive environment of just giving students the opportunity to be seen and be heard and, and feel like they're just one another student, at, another student at the school. And so we're providing those friendships. A lot of people are hesitant and don't know, not for a bad reason, just don't know how to engage or what should I do? And so this club is just the biggest club in the school. It's just an opportunity for students to come together and just have fun. Like we got a, we got a bingo night coming up tomorrow. And we're going to be hanging out and just eating pizza and just, just being a part, just being high school kids, just hanging out. Uh, Cause I teach the adaptive PE class as well at the high school. Uh, and so I'm always bringing in students to just come be peer leaders and peer, peer buddies in the class just to, uh, make it create an environment where it's just like any other class. Like I teach it as far as, as, as far as like, if I'm playing a game in my uh, team sports class, I'm doing the same game in my adaptive PE class, obviously with modifications, but it's just a, a situation where we're just trying to create the environment so that it's inclusive and best buddies just goes above and beyond. Like the kid, you should, like we, me and this is Fon Joyce. Uh, we were like, we're the sponsors and Megan Kennedy are the sponsors of it. And just to us to facilitate, like the kids do a lot of the work. Like we provide, the space and, and the opportunities for them to do it. But these kids just take over. Just, our president and our, our, our board are just coming up with ideas and the meetings we have every Tuesday, the, the stuff they come out of their mouths and what they come up and what they want to do and, and what they want to provide for these the kids is just like, like eye opening. It's just like, man, you, you guys, we're learning from you. I know you all look up to us and happy we're doing this, but we're like, we're learning from you all daily. And just the love they give to the kids is just like, amazing just to sit back and watch and just see the joy on everyone's faces coming together and just get, being inclusive, just being included in the school and not just in some wing of the school where their classes are. They, the whole building is theirs. And so Best Buddies is just a club that I'll probably never leave. Like they have to kick me out to me not to be a part of it because it just, it just brings it like a joy to your life. Like just, uh, just seeing the smiles on their faces and the hugs when they just come grab you and just see how happy they are to, just to be around you. And so yeah, this, this organization is whoever, I mean, not whoever, but um, like this, the, the thought of process of making sure that these students are included in everything we do is just a, a way we should be anyway. But I'm glad that this is providing that for them. There's so much around it. And, uh, you know, I follow on social media here and there and, and you know, a lot of stories in, in the papers uh, on uh, around Oak Park and surrounding about what you all are doing. Um so the, the one of the toughest questions is uh, PE and a pandemic, man. That that was tough. But but can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the things that you've learned um, and have taken from the pandemic um, to maybe uh, change some things up a little bit in uh, not only just I mean I, I hate I don't even like saying PE because it's it's almost like you're such a, a mental wellness department. It almost should change the name of it, but I'll 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 use the old term traditional PE, but um, yeah, t what, what are some of the things that, that you've learned from that and, and or the, the entire department and some things that you've, you've implemented a little bit differently? I would go into more so um, what people out, outside of us learned about PE. Like we, we learned how versatile and how well we work together in, in any circumstance. Uh, a lot of we didn't I think a lot of people struggled with it outside of PE. And I, I think PE, once we've got together and figured out what we want to do, we, like we were thriving. And so we're used to being the low guys on the low, low people on the totem pole. And when we, when they need us, we're important. When, when they don't need us, we're not that important. So, like 
we we we've got we know that we we know that that what's the expectations of what happens with the rest of the building but uh, when that pandemic hit man like i think the rest of the world and the rest of the school and administration saw how important physical education is to the mental like to that that social emotional piece and like man how the the parents emailing me like thank you so much for the, the ideas and the things you're doing and the workouts and stuff that we're doing IKEA needs it so bad sitting in front of a computer for so and so hours a day they need that mental break and the the activities that you're coming up with and the stuff that you're doing is incredible and we're so grateful for your idea and your creativity and what you're doing for our kids because they need it bad uh, and so that pandemic hit and it was tough like it was like the kids were struggling and so we came together and the ideas and the creativity we were coming up with as a department just like made us people open their eyes like man pe is valuable like man they're killing this right now this is there was a lot of cool you guys had a lot of cool challenges uh, you use social media man i was i was even trying to keep up with some of the push-up stuff with the <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean it, it was it was incredible and yeah even my own kids you know my own kids uh my son is in high school he's finishing up uh, next year, um, and in my daughter in middle school. Yeah, we, you know, it was, it was a struggle for the PE, but we didn't realize, you know, um, at that moment, yeah, those breaks are needed. And especially even in a school day, uh, when you're moving around, um, I'm going to bring out the disrupt education question. So, um, okay. if there was one or two things that you would change in a school system, uh, with your expertise around PE, mental health, all the different things that you've done, um, and you had the laws and you could just write it in the book, what would you do? I, like, it's funny. Uh, you, that's a great question as far as thinking about, like, if, if I had my own school, what would it look like? And so I just, like, and I know the, the meaning of how important physical education is to the brain. Uh, and so I would love to just, like, incorporate physical education into co-ops of classrooms of, of more. And so before that, this kid's toughest class he has of the day is so-and-so, PE, we're going to make sure PE is the class before that class. We're going to get him woke, woke. we're going to get her ready, we're going to get them up to speed and, and active and moving before they go to that class. And this has been tried before and done before, and, and the results have been amazing, but we just don't do it. Oftentimes, PE is just a filler in the schedule. Like, we'll move it anywhere. But when it comes to other classes, they're like, well, they can't have a third period, can't have a fourth period. Let's just swap their PE out and move them. Like, they don't, like, it's it's tough. I would love to end that, but that's another story. But I would really just try to get the the programs that we run, like the self-defense piece, the, like, the adventure education piece. Those are, the, like the, those are some of the strongest, um, I would say, uh, the curriculums in our department, I would get that spread out. Um, I talked to my uh, two of my closest colleagues, uh, like one of them is a dance extraordinaire. Like she's absolutely amazing at what she does. And I just see the value in what she's doing, like going down. I see one of, another one of my closest colleagues is really strong in the mental health world and the yoga that she does. And the, a lot of the things I would get that incorporated into a lot of the different classes that we do um, and, and put a little bit more priority and pride into the physical education piece more so than just an afterthought uh, of what it is. I would just try to make sure that it's valued more so in putting it into the schedule as a priority for the kids to give that active, active brain uh, work to them before they go into that tough class that they might have. 
Well, Rashad, I want to give you a chance. Uh, how, how can people connect with you, ask you some questions, uh, maybe reach out uh, for, to get some ideas for their programs uh, worldwide? Oh, man. My uh, email is rsingletary, that's S-I-N-G-L-E-T-A-R-Y, uh, 85 at iCloud.com. Uh, I'll go. That's that's an easy way to get a hold of you, or you can look me up on my OPRF um, website as well. I'll t- uh, I'll take that email as well. Um, they can use that one. R Singletary at OPRFHS.org. Uh, I'm an open book. Uh, we have our self defense curriculum. We pass it around. Like it's nothing we're trying to like hold on tight to, and no one can feel. Like we give this to everyone. We have schools all over Illinois right now uh, using our curriculum uh, just to get it out. It's important information for our young men and young women. Uh, to use and to to learn, they don't. A lot of them don't know that they don't know this stuff. They yeah. think that they they get it from the societal world, and a lot of things they get from society are not in their best interest. And so, um, we're just trying to spread the wealth for sure. I'll uh, put those in the notes for everybody. Uh, Shot man, it's always great talking to you, man. We're uh, we're good buddies. Hopefully, we get on the golf course here oh, soon. Sure. Um, but thank you so much, man, for hanging out with us on Disrupt Education and telling your story and sharing some of the uh, amazing things you're doing uh, with PE and beyond. Thank you, appreciate you. You definitely gonna get out there. Uh, well, we hit five iron up. We're gonna get somewhere. We're gonna get to, get to swinging a little bit for sure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And thank you all for listening to the Disrupt Education podcast. We'll catch you next time.